What's up, everybody? Good morning. How are you? All right, I know the world looks like it's going to H-E-double-L in a handbasket right now, and there certainly are not a shortage of things that we could be worried about, that we could be concerned about, but I woke up this morning, ooh, I'm telling you, I felt the power and the presence of the Almighty God, and I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and when I feel that, I know that God is not done I know that he's moving on our behalf. He is so real. He is tangible. God is literally tangible. He is so real. And uh, I just want to encourage you today because the dry bones are rattling. I'm going to talk about this in the next couple of days. The Lord has given me a vision and we need to speak to those dry bones. You know, it needed to get a to a place of destitution. I mean, I don't even know if that's a word, but a destitute place. It needed to get to this place because we were so consumed with apathy and complacency and everything just got so cookie cutter and so uh, powerless, for lack of a better word. You know, the hymns, the hers, you know, give me a couple amens, lift your hands up, put the fog machines on, and then uh, that's church. And then we, we went about our business throughout the week, and we really, and all of us are guilty of this. This is not, I'm not calling out a specific person. I think the entirety of the Western church got dead. We got dead. Now, there were some places, there were some pockets of revival. There were some places where the Spirit of the Lord was moving, and you might be in one of those churches. You might be pastoring one of those churches, and thank you, Jesus. That's the remnant. But, you know, the entirety of the body of Christ got so apathetic and so complacent and so dry bones. And so what God is doing is he's raising up a righteous remnant, this rising remnant in this hour. And he's been putting this vision together almost like a tapestry, you know, and, and, and giving us a little bit here, a little bit there as we build and we build and we press in deeper and we start fasting and we call upon the name of the Lord. We start crying out for our nation. And as we do that, the Lord is continuing to give and, and develop this tapestry, this beautiful, it's almost like a puzzle, if you, if you will, you know, where there's this big puzzle and there's all these pieces. And he's slowly, he's given us a bigger piece and a bigger piece, you know, and the vision is starting to come into place. And we're starting to see that the Lord is calling the righteous remnant, those that are willing to stand, those that are willing to be uh, the true ecclesia, the body of Christ. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we're without sin. I'm just saying that God is, is, is calling this righteous remnant, this rising remnant to come together and to speak to the dry bones. And we've gotten to a place where it looks so desperate in our world, where there's wars and rumors of wars, where people are full of fear, paralyzed with fear. That's the assignment of the enemy. That's the, that's the plan of the enemy. He wants everybody to be so paralyzed with fear that we think we're powerless. But the, the truth is, is that think about Lazarus, you know, when Jesus said, you know, come forth, come forth. And, and, and then all of a sudden there was a resurrection that took place. We don't talk about this, you know, not just Jesus, but Lazarus came forth. You know what I'm saying? And, and the Lord has given us authority to trample on scorpions and devils. He's given us authority to, to call it out, to speak it into life because he says life and death are in the power of the tongue. So what's going to happen is literally the righteous remnant is going to speak to the dry bones. And just when it looked like calamity and destruction and everything was over, all of a sudden a powerful move of God. A powerful move of God takes over the land, hallelujah, and the people awaken and the dry bones come to life. And that's what God is calling us to do right now. I, I'm pumped and I'm on fire because it's like this tapestry, this beautiful vision is coming into place. And it's not about a name. 
It's not about a, a person's ministry, you know, like, oh, this person's ministry or that person's ministry, or, you know, we're going to take the, the responsibility for the revival. We're going to take the ownership over the revival. No, God is saying he wants a humble and contrite people. Let the last be first and the first be last. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's, it's those that are willing to say, this isn't about me. This is a much bigger thing. This is so much bigger. This is about the dry bones, you know, and speaking of the dry bones and seeing them coming to life and seeing the American church awaken in the Western world and the, the church awaken. It took us to get to the, the edge of calamity, you know, where people are saying there could be a nuclear war. We could be literally eviscerated. You know, how's this going to turn out? Well, we know how it's going to turn out. The Bible already told us. So I'm not fearful. Look, if the Lord decided to take me today, then I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But the thing is, we've been quenching the spirit of God. We've been quenching the spirit. We haven't, we know, we haven't been preaching the, the entirety of the word of God and the full counsel of God. And God wants us to, to speak and preach the full counsel. He wants us to walk in that authority. And so it couldn't, friends, let me just tell you this. And I know you're going to agree with this. I know you're going to agree with this. It could not have continued the way it was. There needed to be a disruption. There needed to be a shaking. There's no, if it would have kept going the way it was, the church would have kept walking lathadaisical, you know, half asleep, powerless, gutless, cowards. I'm sorry. Let's just be real. Okay. I mean, look what happened in the, in the quote unquote pandemic. How many people showed their true colors and God separated the wheat from the chaff. And I'm not even sitting here, you know, trying to, trying to condemn or judge anybody. I'm just being real. Okay. It had to get to this place. It had to get to this place. Okay, where, where the church awakens and we understand who we are, our, our identity, okay? And so it, it, it's, I'm going to talk about this in the, in the coming weeks, but there's much vision with these remnant revival centers. There's much vision. I'm actually going to go present this right now to a person of, of great influence. So please pray for me this morning in this meeting. Uh, but we're going to continue to speak the, the life, not death because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And people are saying America's done. People are saying it's over. It's not over, friends. It's not over. Your life is not over. You shall live. You shall not die. If you're here, that's because God's called you by name for this hour, okay? And so we can sit and wallow and, and sit in our misery and sit at home and just think, oh my gosh, we're powerless. What are we gonna do? Well, then we obviously don't know the God that we serve, okay? Because if we're sitting home, pretending like we're powerless and we got no authority, then we obviously don't know the God that we serve because the God that we serve, okay, is the one who sits on the throne of glory. He's never left the throne. He's never lost his power. It's a fixed fight. The devil is simply a fallen archangel. God is the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, the alpha and the omega, the great I am. Think about that. It's a fixed fight. It's always been a fixed fight. But what happened is for some reason, I don't know how it happened. It was a, it was a slow process. I think that just, it's kind of like the frog in the, in the pot that's boiling, you know, for years, we just sat in this boiling pot and it just kept getting warmer and warmer and warmer. And it's like, we just kept saying, okay, okay, okay. You know, and just trying to be relevant and trying to fit in. Look, I've never tried to fit in. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Okay. This goes back to high school. Maybe the Lord, maybe this way. I don't know. And I'm not trying to brag here. Okay. But I'm just, I've always been counterculture. I've always been, you know, and I think that's the way the Lord made me. And I think he's made a lot of you guys that way too. I've always been the underdog. I've always been the underdog, okay? I've never been with, with the one that like has all the money or the, you know, the big guy. I've always been the underdog. 
How many of you can relate to that, you know? And, and there's something about the underdog because something happens with the underdog because it's grassroots and people appreciate that. People appreciate grassroots. They don't want the big corporations, the big, you know, they're looking for the people that have the, you know, that have the, the chutzpah. You know, you got the chutzpah? <laughs> I can't think of a better word, you know? The chutzpah. He, God is looking for people with chutzpah. God is looking for people that are going to say, look, until I die or until I'm taken out of here, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. Until I die or until they, you know, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to back down. Okay, that's the kind of people that God is looking for right now. People that are saying, I ain't going to back down. I'm not, I'm not going to be the, the loser. I'm not the loser. Okay, we're winners in Jesus Christ. We're winners. Look at Jesus. He was born in a, what, in a manger? You know, I mean, he wasn't born like he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But he was born in a, in a humble spot, you know. And, and look what he did. Look what he turned this whole world upside down. You know, it's, it's always been that way. Because God, look what he used David. Okay, David to slay the giant. You know, I mean, it's always been that way. Why has it always been that way? Because that's the way God intended it. Why? Because he didn't want it to be about the person. He didn't want it to be, oh, you know, if it was just some super rich, super wealthy, super influential person that had everything, then the people are going to say, well, that person did it. That person did it. But no, it's always the underdog. Why is it always the underdog? Because it's, it, the people look and they say, how in the world did that guy or that woman, how in the world did they accomplish that? And then, and then what happens? It gets attributed to God. It gets attributed to the power of God because people say, well, there's no other way it could have happened but God. But God. So, you know, it's always these desperate places that, that God allows the people to get to, to the place where there's no other option other than to stand. There's no other option. You see, and, and he takes the least of these. He takes the least likely. And that's why he says, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. He takes the least likely. You know, the, let the last be first and the first be last. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Think about it. So it had to get to this place. And so I want to encourage you. We are exactly where we need to be. You know, many people are sitting cringing in their houses right now, you know, sheltering in place and putting on a mask and all freaked out. That's the last thing that the people of God should be doing. He says, occupy until he comes. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and in the Son and the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm telling you, we're about to see revival break out like we've never seen because this is the hour of the underdog. This is the hour of the underdog, my friends grassroots effort empowered by the spirit of the living God. And so we're not going to die. We're going to live. We're going to speak to the dry bones and we're going to see them come to life. It had to get to a place like this just so that everybody could say there was no other option but God. There was no other way but God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I hope you're on fire for the Lord. Listen, I, if you haven't listened to that song, uh, there's a song out. I, I forget the name of it. I think it's called Rattle. Listen to Rattle, a song called Rattle. Oh my goodness, it talks about the dry bones. We're gonna do a video with that song because I think it's so powerful because it's exactly encompassing what I'm talking about here today, okay? We're gonna speak to the dry bones and this nation is gonna come up from a slumber. This nation is gonna wake up from a slumber and we're gonna see the greatest move of God that we've ever seen in the history of the world before the Lord comes back. Hallelujah. We are not dead. We shall live. We shall live. We shall live. Hallelujah. We shall not die. We shall not die. They tried a pandemic. It ain't going to work. They try a war. There's wars and rumors of wars. That ain't going to work. Nothing is going to stop what God is going to do. Nothing. 
Nothing is going to stop what God is going to do. The enemy tried to take me out with a, with a heart attack or whatever he tried to do with my heart. That ain't going to work. God said, no. God said, no, this guy shall live. He's not going to die. They tried to take me out with a stab wound and nine stabs, one in the heart. God said, no, this guy is not going to die. He's going to live. That's my testimony. What's yours? I know, you know, you might have a different story and you say, well, mine's not like that. That's fine. But you know what? God has given you a powerful testimony. Don't underestimate what God's done in your life. Don't think you're too small. You're too little. I know a lot of people think, oh, there's nothing I can do. It's always the underdog. It's always the underdog. It's always the least likely. You know, it's always, that's who God uses. And, and that's the big, you know, the trick of the enemy to make us feel like we're, you know, let's just shelter in place and wait to die. No, occupy until he comes. He is with us even until the end of the age. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen. We are going to counter. I'm going to tell you something right now. We're going to counter Planned Parenthood. We're going to counter plant. We're going to have a remnant revival center right where the Planned Parenthoods are, right across the street. And we're going to tell those women that want to kill their baby that your baby shall live. Your baby shall not die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to counter this demonic thing. We're not going to sit here and cower and back down to Baal and the prophets of Baal. And, and, and just, we're going to counter it. That's what the church is meant to do. We're meant to be effective. And I don't know how the money's going to come, but I'm going to tell you something. For the first time, this is breaking news. This is breaking news, okay? I'm mortgaging my house. I'm mortgaging my house just to, to open this first remnant revival center because you know what? God said he's going to provide and I have to walk in big faith. Okay. And so I'm putting, I'm putting our finances on the line. I'm putting in my chips. You know what? Either I trust God or I don't. I'm putting in our chips. Okay. And so I, I'm, you know, we got stake in the game because I got to put stake in the game. I can't just rely on everybody else too. I got to put my own stake in the game. I got to put, you know, so that's, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have the receipts. We're going to put our own stake in this game and we're going to open this remnant revival center. And it's going to be a place of worship. And, and so if you know, I encourage you as many of you, if you feel the vision, we're going to counter Planned Parenthood. We're going to counter them in every city. Okay. You know what? We're going to do this because God gives big vision and big faith. And, and we're going to have these remnant revival centers. But this is just one part. This is just one part of a big picture. We're going to speak to the dry bones. We're going to speak to the dry bones. Hallelujah. And this nation shall live. It shall not die. I declare that and decree it in the name of Jesus. America shall live. We shall not die. This is a Christian nation. I don't care what Barack Hussein Obama said. This is a Christian nation. It was founded on biblical principles. It's a Christian nation, and we're going to bring back Jesus and God in this nation. We're going to put prayer back in schools. We're going to put the Bible back in schools. We're going to put morality back in our family unit, and we're going to talk about families and the nuclear family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to, I'm tired of these people, transgender this and that. Give me a break. That's a lie from the pit of hell, 36 genders or whatever you're talking about. Give me a break. God made man and woman, male and female. He said, go go out. He said, go and, and make disciples of the nations. Come on. So that we're going to, you know, this nonsense that they've been pushing on our kids and our young people, the church, it's time for the church to stand up. It's time for the church to rise. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of us looking like we're defeated, walking with our tail between our legs. Oh, we're so defeated. We're not defeated. We serve the God of heaven and earth. Either we believe this or we don't. We ain't defeated. I'm tired of this defeatist, you know, these people acting like they're all defeated. We're not defeated. My goodness. Either we believe this stuff or we don't. I might as well go work at, you know, a coffee shop or something if I don't believe this stuff. 
I mean, how ridiculous. And there's nothing wrong with working at a coffee shop, but that's just not my calling. But you know, the thing is, is that like, you know, I might as well just go work at a car dealer, go to coffee shop. If I don't believe this, either I put my money where my mouth is or forget it. I might as well go home, you know? And so I'm going to stand. Are you going to stand? I know you are because you're the remnant. If you're tuned into this broadcast, you are the remnant. And we're going to speak to the dry bones and the dry bones are coming to life. And America shall not die. We shall live in the name of Jesus. And it's time for fiery preachers. It's time for fiery preachers to be preaching the truth in America. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We worship you. We praise you, Lord. You're worthy. So pray for me. I'm going in this meeting. I'm going to drop a bomb on them right now. <laughs> I'm going to drop a bomb on this meeting right now because it's time that we stand up. Yes. Okay. Hey, listen, I don't do this a lot because I'm not a big self-promoter, but I feel like the anointing is on this video and somebody needs to hear this. So if you feel led, please share the video. Uh, we got to get the word out. America shall live. We shall not die. We're not going to be nuked, by the way. We're not going to die. We're going to live. Hallelujah. All right, guys. Love you. Bless you. We'll talk to you soon.